Welcome to Real Black Content Forum Podcast. Happy to have you guys here. This is Big VJ checking in with the family. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about how the slave trade was told to our people in reverse. That's right. That's today's conversation. It's not, of course, our position at Real Black Content Forum Podcast, but it's a position that we can have a good conversation on. And again, this position is the slave trade was told to our people, black Americans, living in the wilderness of North America in reverse, right? So we're just going to, you know, we're going to examine the information that was posted by an Aboriginal brother. His name is Indigenous Red. It's maybe like five slides that he posted, and we're going to go over each and every last one of them. And then that's going to bring forth, of course, a good conversation, right? If you're not familiar with Indigenous Red, uh, I would strongly encourage you to make yourself familiar. I'm not familiar with them myself. Typically, how the process works is that, you know, my channel and my podcast is kind of like, um, it's kind of built off comments. Comments make the show. Postings make the show. And oftentimes, someone can see a post and then they can send it to me, right? And then we just have a great conversation. Typically on Real Black Content, the form podcast, though, I don't ask anyone to subscribe to the channel or like the video or share the video. Or I just don't do that. It's not my bag. But I am interested in the comments, right? Because comments is the engine and fuel to the machine. We can show information one to another through the comments. And as far as Indigenous Red is concerned... I've seen his name in the comments a few times, so let's hope that his posting makes a great conversation for today. So, like I said earlier, it's five slides, so let's just, um, let's go with the five slides. And it says, American Indians were taken from America to West Africa, North Africa, Angola, and Liberia. The slave trade was told in reverse, right? And then, um, again, I want everyone to focus on the slave trade was told in reverse. Now, that's the most important piece, right, I just want to be able to touch on today. The second slide says, After 1650, Angola was virtually a colony of Brazil, and we can be sure that many persons of American ancestry Weren't there now. This is a piece from Jack Forbes. If you like, you can, um, you know, visit our brother Indigenous Red Instagram page and follow him. And uh, I'm not sure if he have a YouTube page, but whatever he has as far as social is concerned, right? Any of his handles, just support the brother. We all just um, learning and having a conversation, but you can read it in its entirety there. Let's skip to the next one. It says the world population is approximately 400 million, of whom 80 million inhabit the Americas. By the middle of the 16th century, out of these 80 million, there remain 10, right? This is also a piece from Jack Forbes, right? Let's go to the next one. It says during the King Philip's War, 1675 to 1676, New England colonies routinely shipped Native Americans as slaves to Barbados, Bermuda, Jamaica, the Azores, Spain, 
entangler in North Africa, right? And that's a piece from a professor from um, from Browns, right? Uh, this is Professor Fisher, if I'm not mistaken. That's a piece from his work. So let's continue. Last but not least, tens of millions of Native Americans who disappeared after 1492 did not all die in the Holocaust inflicted within the Americas. Many thousands were sent to Europe and Africa where their descendants still live. And that's um, Jack Forbes once again, right? So these are the five slides that we're going to have a conversation about. Just a little background on the slides. As we can see over and over, Jack Forbes, his pieces were used. And of course, he wrote the book, Africans and Native Americans, the language of race and the evolution of black and red peoples. Jack Forbes is a writer that's unfortunately no longer with us. He's an American Indian, and he's from the Powhatan and Lenape tribe. Now, I must say, I find it interesting that for many of our wannabe black indigenous brothers, for it to be like a strong push of, uh, you know, we were already here and African Americans and African. When it's time to pull out the pages and pull out the information, as much as we love grandmama and grandmama told us she was Indian, it's kind of looking like grandmama should have wrote some books too and wrote down what Indian culture looked like because when it comes out to pull out the literary work of who said what and who did what and what the culture looked like, for someone to always say that the people of that very same culture was black people, when they show you the writings, it's always non-black people. I think that's interesting, right? Nevertheless, different story for a different day, Jack Forbes wrote some other pieces and I want to bring your attention to one of them. There's a piece by Jack Forbes called The Afro-Americans in the Far West. A handbook for educators. If you get the opportunity, I want you guys to get your hand on this work. I want you to read it. I want you to study it. And I want you to absorb it, right? We're not going to read the whole thing, but there's one piece I want to introduce to the family that's tuning in. There's a section that says the significance of Afro-American people. And it goes to read, Americans of African descent or Afro-Americans comprise one of the most significant groups of people to be found in the Americas. Perhaps 100 million strong. African Americans dominate the population of most of the Caribbean republics and constitute a sizable proportion of the citizenry of Brazil, Suriname, Guyana, Venezuela, Colombia, Panama, and the United States. Significant strands of African ancestry are also to be found among the people of Argentina, Peru, Ecuador, Costa Rica, Guatemala, Mexico, and elsewhere. But in these countries, the African component is often already absorbed or is rapidly disappearing in the general population, right? 
Okay, so now since we're touching on the work of Jack Forbes, right, I'm going to bring a couple of things to your attention. In this particular piece, if you read it in its entirety, you're going to notice that Jack uses the term Afro-American, quote-unquote, 80 times plus. That's number one. It's important that we point that out because sometimes, you know, with these, uh, these new movements, these new ideologies, African-American... It's just a recent term, and it was created by a Democratic preacher out of Chicago named Jesse Jackson. Right? That's that's the new narrative, right? Nobody called themselves African American until Jesse Jackson. Well, in fact, again, we can go over the work in Jack Forbes that was pushed in the '60s, and again, he used the term over 80 times. Sometimes, what we have is what this African Americans ain't African ideology is that. See, you always want to cut Africa out of everything, right? So now, it's all about classification, though. It's all about classification because, see, in this Jack Ford's piece, Afro-American, right, which is the same as African-American and Negro and Black, see, that's all a classification, right? But Jack Forbes, being an American Indian, part of the red people, See, that's a different classification. So now let's go back to the original statement of someone saying, or the ideal of the slave trade happened in reverse. Now, to be clear, human traffic happened all over the world. It's been going on for ages. Let's just be clear on that, right? Right off the gate, let's be clear on that, number one. Number two, when we touch on classification, I'm going to identify with the Afro-American, the African-American, the Negro, Black, because these are classifications that I fall into. So in terms of the slave trade, I'm going to learn history that I'm associated with by classification. Jack Forbes, on the other hand, is going to tell the other narrative of the slave trade with him being a red person, a member of the red people, about how red people was enslaved and they were also sent around the world due to the product of human trafficking. Right. So the reality of it is, is that nobody is sitting around reading other people's classification history. That's the reality. Nobody's hiding nothing. But all of a sudden now we have a new ideology that says when it comes to classification, we're not black people. We are actually the red people. And this history belongs to us. And it just doesn't make sense to be totally honest with you. But if you think that you are a member of the red people, beloved. You got that right to do so. But we have the right to have conversations about that and say it just don't make no sense. But some things is different stories for different days, though, right? Let me show you something else. Indigenous Red in one of his slides we had the information about King Phillips, right? Even when you do your research on that, that information came from a professor out of Brown University, right? And here's the portion that he left in, and you see at the bottom it says, left this in, and then you can see more into center, it says, took this out, and I circled it. It says, Native American slavery is a piece of history of slavery that has been glossed over. 
Fisher said, between 1492 and 1880, between 2 and 5.5 million Native Americans were enslaved in Americas, in addition to 12.5 million African slaves. See, that's the part that's left out. Now, let's put it together. Indigenous red, right, and making a claim that the slave trade happened in reverse is using two sources, two different writers. That's the writers of Jack Forb and Professor Fisher were saying that American Indians were exported out of the Americas into Europe, into Africa, into South America for the purpose of slavery. But these very same writers also said that Africans were imported into the Americas, Central America, South America, and North America, also for the purpose of slavery. That doesn't make any sense for indigenous red to use these sources because he's from the position of African Americans and African. The slave trade is a hoax. Okay, that's fine. That's your business. Why would you use sources that say otherwise unless you didn't vet them or you just didn't know? You didn't read other material that they made. Like, I personally wouldn't use Jack Forbes as a source of my information if I was trying to paint a narrative that no Africans came to the Americas. That's the wrong person to use. He already talked about that in his work. He wrote pieces on it already. I wouldn't use Brown University, Professor Fisher work to stand on a narrative that African Americans and African and that the African slave trade didn't exist when he wrote about it. Like it doesn't make sense. But I kind of seen these guys do that before. Like they tell you like half the story. See, now we're trying to cherry pick at this point, right? Is that right? See, we're trying to check. See, we're trying to get the information that we want to hear, and we want to post that on our social handles, and we want to leave out the part behind where the very same writer might have said something that we don't agree with. So again, that goes back to my earlier point. Maybe we should have let Big Mama, who told everybody that they was Indian, maybe she should have wrote some books <laughs> because that way. You can use work from someone that looks like you, who told you that you were you, and she could have told you what was also inclusive with the culture, right? But we don't want to blame Big Mama. We love Big Mama, though. But let's keep it going. We don't want to blame Big Mama. We love Big Mama, right? Let's go to the next slide. American Indians were taken from America to West Africa, North Africa, Angola, and Liberia, the slave trade was told in reverse, right? We took it back to the very beginning. All right, so let's take a look at that. Let's have a conversation about Liberia. Let's have a conversation about West Africa. Let's have a conversation about the American Colonization Society. Let's have a conversation about the Americo-Liberians because our brother Indigenous Red said that American Indians were taken to Liberia. Okay. Okay, we can have that conversation as well. Now, um, 
in terms of the American Colonization Society, right, in short, I'm gonna just this is the short version. That was a vehicle that black Americans used to get back to West Africa. And that's the short of it. Of course, we know historically there's some more, you know, moving parts that go along with that, but that's that's the short of it, right? So now I have a photo of a couple of small territories in West Africa, right? We're looking at Sierra Leone. We're looking at Liberia. Sierra Leone, we have, you know, this is the hand and work of the British. We got Nova Scotia, which is the black loyalists there. We got the Jamaicans there. We got the poor British blacks. They were sent there. We got Sierra Leone Creoles. They're there. We got the brothers from the islands. They're there. This is Sierra Leone. South of that, we have Liberia. This is the United States federal government work, right? So we got Kentucky in Africa, right? Which is part of the um, colonization society. And we got Mississippi in Africa, which is part of the colonization society, right? That's Sino County. Then we got Maryland in Africa, which is also part of the colonization society. And you have many other black Americans. And you also have West Indians. And you got... Um, you got a few Jamaicans. Yeah, you got a, a few brothers from the islands that are also were free that made their home in Liberia, right? You also have that as well. So now let's have let's talk about a timeline. Let's have a conversation about a timeline. You got the American Colonization Society, 1821 to 1847. You got the American Liberians, they in control of the territory, right? Because first, of course, you know, through the American Colonization Society, there's governors running things, right? And then you have your independence, what occurs in 1848. Joseph Roberts, a Maluto, he's been the first president. And black Americans, American Liberians, was in control of the territory all the way up until 1980 until William Tolbert was killed in a coup. Now, when William Tolbert fell... The economy fell. Let me say this. Because it's, it's important that I say this. When we talk about great black American achievements. Right. We talk about Rosewood. We talk about Tulsa. We talk about Atlanta. Because Atlanta been popping since 1909. Some people think that's a new thing. What's going on in Atlanta. It's not so. Atlanta been doing what Atlanta's been doing since 1909. You can do your research on that. We talk about the Harlem Renaissance. We talk about Detroit. It's almost important that we include Liberia in the mix. Because, see, Liberia is ran by former slaves, and they're supposed to be idiots, and they're not supposed to know this, they're not supposed to know that. But at its height, as far as currency is concerned, the Liberian dollar and United States dollar was one for one. But some, see, a lot of people don't know that. See, a lot of people don't know about Liberia, period. Because they see recent pictures of Liberia. And they hear about the civil wars in Liberia. Liberia failed because of jealousy. The indigenous African tribes on the West App, they was jealous, man. Now, I have to be clear when I say this, too. The American Liberians, they did some funny style stuff too. That's how they ran the country. They ran the country like 
They passed some funny laws. You know, they created plantations. They did what they seen they master do. And we're going to touch on that a little later, right? Because that's, that's where everything is headed at, right? But they just did what they seen master do back home when they was free and independent. They just recreated the system that they already seen, right? I, I don't want to just kind of like, because it's a lot of healing going over there right now between the American Liberians and you got the indigenous African tribes over there. But the culture was different. That's where they were bumping heads. The culture was different. And um, with a little bit more transparency, our people was a little uppity, right? Because we look at, then this is just, again, in all transparency, we look at a lot of our African brothers, with the exception of Nigerians, we look at them like uh, we're better than them, we're smarter than them. We're black Americans. We're from the States. We got a good education. We do that. We own homes. We got this. We got that. So, just imagine taking fifteen thousand people today. Some from Chicago, from Detroit, from New York City, from L.A., from Atlanta, from Miami, from Houston, and you right now today, and we had a territory over there in Central Africa or whatever the case may be. Man, we're gonna be uppity. Just, I can't even get around it because we're going to feel like, man, ain't nobody going to put no plate in our lips and ain't we on, ain't no cow from the piss on our head. Every negative stereotype and every tribal occurrence that we see that we now agree with, we're going to look down on it. But that's kind of like what happened a couple hundred years ago, right? It, that's kind of like what happened. Now, going back to the timeline though, while all this is occurring, right, at the very initial stages, of the American Colonization Act, 1821 to 1847. We got the Indian Removal Act, which we call the Trail of Tears. It's kind of going on around the same timeline, 1831 to 1877. So we got Indians being removed from Southeast, Central East, pushed West. And while they're being pushed West, we have black Americans from the southeast, some from the islands, central east, and northeast being a part of the American Colonization Act, right? So here's the um, $20,000 question that I have if all of this is going on at one time. We can historically go back and look and see the culture of the American Liberians, even today, because even though you got a few indigenous leaders, they, you know, they took back over the land. They're running the show. I mean, they literally running the country into the ground. Um, that nation seen its greatest heights when black Americans was running the show. But then again, you got the Civil War and all of this happened and they just kind of tore everything down. Right. But I, I don't want to get into that. American Liberians. Free black American people running the show, great economy. When it was time to build infrastructure, they built Grand Lodges. To this very day, you got the Grand Lodge of Liberia. You can go look it up. They built universities. They built schools. They built Christian churches. They built westernized infrastructure, right? They spoke proper English. 
They wear suits and ties and tie pants and they drove around in fancy cars and they threw cabarets and they had parades and they had all of these things that they had going on. Because again, they've been there since the 19th century. But here's the question though. If you know what they have going on, and I'm pretty sure if you look up the wealthiest people in Liberia, I can almost guarantee you when we start talking about millionaires, they're all going to be American Liberians. Because when American Liberians was running the show, they had it so fixed that you had to show your lineage from the states to even get in power. You had to say, yeah, man, I got a, my dad was from, you know, he was from Columbia, South Carolina, and my mama was from Cleveland, Ohio. Like, you had to go back into the line. They had to be able to see that you was an American Liberian. They, they had it just that tight-knit over there. But here's the thing, again. See, even though they was there in the 19th century, black people, free black people, Free black Americans. Nobody was calling themselves Cherokee. Nobody was calling themselves Choctaw. Lakota. Chickasaw. Nobody was saying it was Natchez. There was no powwows over there. Right? They didn't build no type of Indian infrastructure or anything remotely close to Indian culture possible. There was no Mohawk headdresses or nothing. There was no jewelry with nuts and shells and beads. And nobody was walking the streets of Liberia saying Halito or none of that. There was no American phraseology mixed in in the vocabulary of the Americo-Liberians. And I know oftentimes you say, man, you know, we was reclassified and, you know, the educational system messes up. That's why we all think we're from Africa or, you know, um, yeah, I heard the stories. But see, these American Liberians, see, they was already gone. They left in the 19th century. See, this is before public school got to them. This is before classification got to them. How come they didn't know they was Indians? Some people just making it up along the way, man. And it's showing. So why would there be a brother in 2020 running around saying that American Indians were taken to Liberia? What Indians are you talking about? They never self-identified as Indians. So what Indians are you talking about? What happened to them? Did they disappear? You can't be talking about the American Liberians. That wasn't their culture. They was black Americans. They have the same culture that I have. You know, you know what kind of culture I have? I have a plantation culture, beloved. That's why on my podcast, I say I'm a black American descendant of the plantation because I come from a plantation. My family come from a plantation. I can take you to the very same plantation today. It haven't went anywhere. My family still wears the plantation name to this day. This is where my family learned about Jesus. This is where they learned about the 4th of July. And they celebrate 
Thanksgiving and Halloween and Christmas and whatever master do, we did. I am a black American descendant of the plantation. That's my culture. And in modern times, my culture have been updated. We have included hip hop and we invented soul jazz and we invented southern soul, what some people call blues music. And this is all black American culture. So if these people were black Indians, why didn't they show any example of the culture? Why didn't they do it? just never happened. See, people are smart enough to self-identify who they are. Because this is when I kind of have a problem. It's a difference between somebody self-identifying who they are as a person, as a culture, and you're labeling somebody to fit your narrative. You're just throwing a label on somebody. I'm trying to figure out what person... What people is he talking about that's American Indian that went to Liberia? Who is he talking about? I only know one group of people that went over there that was black Americans. And they went over there through the American Colonization Society. Now, who else went over there? Who else you talking about? Bear in mind, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that even though... Well, let me say it this way. When I talk about the American Colonization Society, I'm talking about an organizational push. I'm not talking about someone that came back from the war, you know... They maybe went to a war overseas in Germany somewhere and they came back and they got them a passport and they just left the country individually. I'm talking about an organizational push. Because we have an individual telling us that American Indians went to Angola and Liberia. All right. Well, let's just talk about Liberia. I'm familiar with Liberia. I'm pretty familiar with this territory. So who's Indian over there? Who got the headdress on? I don't know nobody over there. Do you know somebody over there wearing a headdress? What black person over there in Liberia identified that they was part of an Indian tribe in America? Or are you just labeling black people now? That's what we do now. We just jump up and... No, that's, it doesn't work that way, beloved. Mm-mm. It don't work that way, man. Look at what they built. Liberia had the strongest African economy like ever. I want to say ever. And the locals destroyed it, man. They was jealous, man. You balling and you know how that go. <laughs> and I, I don't want to keep harping on that because there's some healing going on. But see, the cultures was different because our people have a plantation culture. And some of our people are ashamed to admit that. But that's the reality of me. I ain't. It don't bother me. It's, it's the reality. That's my reality. I don't need to steal nobody's culture. I got a culture. We cool. We all right. I'm all right. We go to Africa today or tomorrow. I'm not joining no tribe. I don't want to be Ashanti. I don't want to be Yoruba. I don't want to be Igbo. I don't want to be Cherokee. I don't want to be no Choctaw member. I'm, I don't want to do that. I mean, I got a plantation culture. So why would the American Liberians demonstrate a plantation culture? Because the Indians were put on the reservation, see? They just worked on the plantation. They didn't live there. So, when the American Liberians went to Liberia, they built a church. They talked about Jesus, see? See, they learned it on the plantation. Me and you can't have the same God, bro. You indigenous. But every time I see people talking about the indigenous, 
They don't have, you know, indigenous means ancient. So your big mama calling on Jesus like my big mama calling on Jesus. Where she learned Jesus from? Mine got it from the plantation. They taught Jesus in the reservation too. What did you call God before you called God Jesus? If you ask my big mama right now, who was the first man to enter the planet, the first man on the entire planet, she's going to tell you a man named Adam. He had a wife named Eve. She's going to tell you about the talk. It's a snake. He can talk every now and then and all this. And yeah, she's going to tell you that, right? They learned that back on the plantation. Okay. So you tell me your creation story because we shouldn't have the same story. You indigenous. Your story should be ancient. It should be ages and ages old. I should hear this. It should blow me away. Those American Liberians, with nobody calling themselves Lone Wolf and Turtle Charles, and nobody calling themselves uh, Indigenous JoJo, and didn't happen, bro. Enlighten us, beloved. When we say the American Indian moved to Liberia, all we're asking, beloved, is that you enlighten us. Thanks for hanging out with us at Real Black Content is Forum, man. Again, this is Big VJ. I'm just checking in with the family. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is something to consider, man. They didn't build no TPs over there. <laughs> and it's the next time, man. It's Big VJ, man. I get it with you guys later. Peace.